Good morning and welcome to the Good Morning Mimosas podcast. I am your host, Cheryl Bear. Today on this episode, we have a very special guest with us today, Allie Jensen, who loves life, adventure, and the idea that each and every one of us can leave a lasting impact on the sometimes crazy world. Since graduating with a master's degree in organizational leadership from Vanderbilt University, Allie has worked with some of the best and brightest at Deloitte in the U.S., the U.K., and global member firms. Although she considers herself a corporate road warrior and loves the constant challenge and growth afforded to her by her day job, she has always had a lingering passion to write children's books and to try to make a positive impact on tiny humans. When she was blessed with her first daughter while living in the U.K., she seriously considered the idea. When she was blessed with her second daughter, she knew the time had come to make it happen. As a mother of two young daughters and a brand new son who was born March of 2020, congratulations, Allie, she could not stop thinking about how important it is to instill confidence in them early on and for them to know that they can be anything they want to be when they grow up. With that thought, she launched Knows No Bounds Books, LLC with a mission of encouraging and empowering little ones from a young age to believe in themselves and know no bounds in life. And there's no better way to kick this off with the inspirational quote of the week by MLK Jr., which is, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. With that, I'd like to say good morning, Allie. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. Thank you for having me, Cheryl. So excited to be here. (laughs) I know you are such a perfect fit for this literacy and resiliency series that we have going on. Um, And I know that I gave a brief introduction, but if it's okay, I'd like to dive a little bit deeper into your background. Would you mind uh, sharing with Mimosas kind of your, your story? Yeah. um, So like you said, I've been in the corporate world for a long time now, focused primarily on change management, which is the only constant I think is change. Um, I'm a military spouse. My dad was army and my brother's a Marine. So we have lots of military. We're just missing the Navy and guard um, in our family. But like you said, um, just being a military spouse, being in the corporate world, all the stuff I've been working on the last few years focused on gender parity and inclusion in the workplace and mental health. And I think all of it all kind of came together with my personal professional life as a spouse and mom. And it's been in the back of my mind forever that once I became a parent, it's like, I need to teach these kids that they can be whatever they want. They can do whatever they want. And not only my kids, but kids throughout the world, because I do believe that children are the future and that how we raise them is going to impact all of us right in the future. And so I think I use so many books. Instagram has been a great resource and the other authors and friends I've met, those are the teaching tools that I use with my own kids um, when I don't feel like I always have the right words. And so I'm just really excited to be a part of this community and continue to learn and grow. And I think I'm always very focused on a 
hashtag growth mindset. How can I learn and become better? And we have too much information coming at us sometimes. I think it can be overwhelming. I think, yeah, I just think from, from a personal perspective, like bringing together the fact that I'm the, a military spouse and a professional in the workplace, but also a mom, um, just trying to raise humans to be better. I want my kids to be kind and caring and inclusive and courageous and really know no bounds. And I think I myself have struggled with imposter syndrome. I know that a lot of my colleagues and friends have too. And so it's kind of my way of giving back and trying to shape my kids, like I said, but also kids across the world. So it's been a really fun journey so far. And I know you said that you always had this idea in the back of your mind and you had your first little, and then your second little came to be, and you were like, I need to make this happen. Was there a specific moment that kind of sparked the change and the drive or what was it that inspired the movement? Yeah. So I think when we first talked, I told you I, in the UK, I'm like, oh man, I had a year of maternity leave and I'm like, I am going to make this happen. I've always wanted to write a children's book. And then river came and I'm like, oh, geez, how do I keep this human alive? (laughs) You know, so learning to be a new mom, like how to wash my hair, how to take care of another human, it was totally put on the back burner. And so between that first maternity leave and when I had my daughter, Jetty, I had a little bit of time. So as she was my second, I felt a little bit more confident, comfortable. I had already written down where I wanted to go with the book, but I had, you know, really a year and a half to make it happen. So I think the spark came from just being a little bit more confident in who I was as a mom and person. And then it was like, you talk about resilience and keeping at it and moving. Like uh, there was several times where I thought this is too much work and I don't even know where to begin. Like copyright ISBN number, like how do I actually market my book? How do I create an actual object? And I think just taking it day by day and talking to people and creating that connection and community really helped guide me. And it's where we are today too. Like I talk to other authors all the time on Instagram. They're like, what did you do about this? Or I'm like, how did you do this? Or, oh, that's really cool. I didn't even know that existed. And I think that community and connection and like helping each other out is what made it possible. So it took me about two and a half years total to get the first one out the door, but eventually I got there. (laughs) And what stories do you have that you would like to share kind of about, you know, you kind of explained how you met people along the way you connected with, you know, different people in the community, but do you have any stories that you would like to share that helped really bring your book to life and also maybe helped inspire some pages of your book? Yeah. So the first one, anything I dream is a board book. And as I talked about earlier, I'm really, I want my kids, they were two daughters at the time to be whatever they wanted to be. So all of the characters in that book, it's a rhyming book are based off of people other than the astronaut. I don't know an astronaut, but they're all based off of people that I know, love and respect. So in the beginning, the character is an architect and it says, I can be an architect and build a cool museum. Well, that's my sister-in-law is an architect in New York city and has created so many amazing pieces of work where the, you know, we have a baker and a teacher and there's a lot of those professions are people I know and love. And so I just wanted to introduce early on to my kids. Cause I think when I was little, my parents were like, you could 
whatever. But even just what are the options out there? Even now I'm like, what do I want to be when I grow up? So just to spark that conversation. And then the second one is called Perfect for the Skin You're In. And that was really inspired by my grandpa. And he was one of the most influential men in my life. He would always say, no matter what, he'd see the positive, the, the glass was always half full. And he we would be self-deprecating, like, I don't like my frizzy hair. I don't like my freckles or something silly, which I don't know where we would get, get that from. But he would always say, hey, kid, you're perfect for the skin you're in. And he, everyone, everywhere we went just made people so joyful and was so kind. And so when he passed two years ago, it was kind of my tribute to him and our family, because I want that for my own kids, like love yourself for who you truly are and love the people around. We don't want everyone to be the same. It's like diversity in thought, how we look, what we think, what we believe, I think was such a good lesson to learn from him. And so I wanted that to kind of pay it forward and continue to teach that in my family and beyond. And I think that's such a great message to also put in a children's book and at a children's level, because you think about your grandfather. And if you don't mind me asking, how old uh, was he with you? So my dad was military and mm -hmm. gone deployed quite a bit. And so he moved in with us. I think I was in middle school. And so from the time I was in middle school through college, I had an internship with him in college where I stayed with him and my grandma in Florida. I have, he's always lived with us. And when he passed, he was 82, I believe. And so he just, you know, we all at his memorial had t-shirts saying, you're perfect for the skin you're in. Tom Lemons and him and my, you know, he has, a, my dad's one of seven. I have 30 cousins. We have a huge family. And so I just think of that mark that he left on our own family and how that's like trickled down to all of us. And so and you think yeah. 82 years, like the impact that he had on you and the joy that he brought to people, but to be able to do that over 82 years, and now you get to start for a new and younger generation, really the next generation gets it from day one. Like imagine yeah. the impact and that legacy, that living legacy that you get to pass on and make such a better place for it. Cause imagine if every little kid who read this book had a joyous spirit and just carried that with them where they went. The world that, would be an amazing place. Oh, yeah. Just beautiful. Oh, that is so, so fortunate. And I'm so glad that you created that, that second book that you could share with all of us, because I think we all could, could use it in our, in our lives. Yeah. I think, I think for being like thinking of other people, but it was just a message to like loving yourself for who you are. Cause sometimes, mm -hmm. like I said, the imposter syndrome, I see this in my own work, right. And lacking confidence or always like being so hard on yourself. And I'm like, man, this starts with, it starts really young. Like my kids are five, almost six, four and one and a half. And some of the stuff that they say, like already, I'm like, wow, I need to nip this in the butt now, you know, just like yeah. you're, you're awesome. And I kind of applaud like the effort and they're trying and seeing the good and trying to focus on that mindset is early. Like you said, I would love it if we could all early on continue to focus on it, but. And uh, would you mind sharing with us some tips to help people thrive and be inclusive and share gratitude and, and maybe with even some coping techniques? One of the biggest things is just, I talked a lot about empathy this morning and how it's so important to understand, try to walk in someone else's shoes. I think a lot of times 
we gravitate towards people sometimes that are like us, right? And I think like even in the interview process and when I come into new groups or military communities and I'm, you know, you go to people where you're comfortable with. And I think being mindful is such a gift and it's something I'm an introvert. So even when we go to a new base, I've, my five-year-old has moved five times in the last five years. So we move very often. And I think just like being kind to yourself and being vulnerable and just trying to meet people where you are. I think I oftentimes will put a face on, you know, Hey, happy to be here. So, but even moving here, you know, I've met a few friends when we first moved here and it's like, gosh, this is my fifth move in five years and I'm tired and I'm exhausted. And now I have the stress of where do I put my kids? And once you open up and share that vulnerability with other people, I think that they're so much more likely to kind of meet you where you are. So I think the vulnerability is a really big one. And then for me, from a gratitude perspective, I think a gratitude journal is so important and powerful. I think sometimes I get stressed, overwhelmed. And if I just start my day with, these are the three things that I'm so grateful for. Like it could just be like, wow, I had a cup of coffee today and I like finished it while it was hot, like winning. Cause, cause that doesn't <laughs> happen very often, but like whether it's something small like that or something big, like my family, my son just had surgery and it went very well, super stressful for us. But like those little things, I think just help remind me to see the good and focus on what you're grateful for. And whether it's putting it on your laptop, writing it down, putting it on your phone. And I think another coping skill for me that I use to focus on gratitude and keep calm and be more resilient is just moving my body. So I sit in front of a computer a lot during the day. I'm very mindful of once an hour. I just set a quick reminder. And even if it's five minutes, I get up and move. And because I work from home, if I have the flexibility, or if even if I have my kids around, it's incorporating some sort of movement around my schedule, whether it's like cuckoo kangaroo, let's do the all I need is pizza dance, or it's, you know, something like that. I can just feel my energy and attitude shift big time when I do when I do that. I love that you mentioned the having the gratitude journal. And one of the things that I actually shared as, as a story on our social media the other day, it sounds like a small thing, but you know, we move a lot. I think we talked about it uh, when we had a phone call a while ago, this will be our seventh move in eight years. And like you said, you're, you're just tired, right? Once you get yeah. past number, like once you get to like four or five, you're like, Hashtag over it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like everyone just stop, calm down. Let's be rooted. And, um, and we have a, a big move coming up in the next uh, few months. And one of the things I noticed when we first moved here, we're in a small place out in Missouri and the sky here is beautiful. It's closer than a lot of the other places we've lived in. And one morning I got up early enough to see the sunrise and it was just beautiful. And I just stood there and I just took a moment. And when I was very stressed out, like you and I were talking, we've had very crazy, uh, last month or so here. And, you know, I was trying to find ways to help have some, have some coping of, you know, a way to almost calm and ground myself. And I decided, you know, I've got a, I've got a 65 pound lab retriever that loves to walk and, I have a nice neighborhood that I can walk it in and there's a sunrise. So my, my gift to myself is getting up 545 with a cup of coffee and doing that one mile loop. And I cannot tell you every day. And I sip my cup of coffee. I enjoy it. And I think I enjoy it, not just for myself, because I think about how many other people are probably in a similar situation to me. 
that can't have that cup of coffee. And it makes me that much more grateful and, and seeing that sunrise, there's just something so soothing and calming about it. And I think even though it may seem like, oh, whatever the sun, the sun rises every day, it's not a big deal. It really is. There's so many things that you can pause and be grateful for. If you really take the time to, to kind of notice and appreciate it. And it's hard to take the time too. I think just like being mindfulness, I've taken a lot of courses on like being present and where you are. And I'll be honest, I'm the worst at that. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have like work to do. I have to take care of my kids. You know, I'm running around with my head cut off a lot of times. You'll see, I've even backed off on Instagram because I'm like, I need to prioritize and there's too much technology coming at me at all times. So I think being mindful and taking that one mile loop every day and being appreciative, even if you probably don't like it at the you always feel better afterwards. And I have, I have friends that are like, I don't want to walk right exercise. I want, and I'm like, it doesn't have to be that that's what works for me. But for you, it could be, do you like to listen to a podcast? Do you like to what cook or whatever it is? It's like finding just that little bit of time for yourself, even in PCS season, even if you're moving, like just that little bit of outlet, I think is and so helpful. And the more crazy it gets, the more you need to take that time out and, and, and do that for yourself. I um, was talking earlier, I think during the transition series with Brittany about trying, she, well, I think it was the balance episode about yoga. And for me, yeah. you know, when we moved to Philadelphia it was a huge transition going from center city, Philly, from a, a fisherman village in North Carolina that got its third yeah. stoplight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, And for me, there was a lot going on and it was a big point of, of stress and a culture shock for me. And so I started doing yoga, which for me was as mentally challenging as it was physically. Cause I had to be quiet. Anyone who knows I'm a chatty Kathy, super social. (laughs) So for me to just be quiet and then focus on my breathing was so hard, but every time I walked out of there, I got something out of it. And it was just so important. It really made me appreciate the people who were opposite of me. I know, you know, we touched on, you know, being inclusive and appreciating. I cannot tell you the number of people that are opposite of me that I could not be more thankful for my, Oh yeah. Yeah. My, my, uh, dad and my sister and her husband, they're all engineers and they're very, very, black and white engineering personality types. And I am not, um, I'm super, super social, super out there, all of that, every, you know, there's lots of gray, you know, all of that, but there are times when they will discuss things, nuclear propulsion plants, whatever it is. And although I can't, (laughs) yeah, although I can't contribute to that conversation, but so much, I can sit there and appreciate that someone can do that and has that ability because I know I don't. And we need, and we really need that other half, that other part to really make everything go round, which I think is so important in your, your book that it discusses the importance of, you know, who you are and what you bring to the table, because we need every bit of that to. I agree. To make things go forward. Well, and that's like being aware of your own gifts, I think is where it starts, right? Like I'm very strength-based at work. It's like, what are you good at? And what do you love doing? Let's get you to do more of that. And there's, you know, even with a job is a job. So you don't always 
get to do things that you love all the time, but how can you focus on the gifts that you have within you and then bring other people around you to focus on the other stuff, like you said. Yeah, you, I love that. Have you had any experiences um, with your children that you notice something that they may be like, but are a little bit reserved about that you've had to maybe boost and support them to really appreciate maybe what they have that's wonderful? Oh, that's a tough question. I think for us, like we try very early to just introduce them to all sorts of different experiences. And what we focus a lot on is like, I don't know, my six year, almost six year old gets and four year old get really frustrated if they're not good at something right away. And I'm like, okay, you have to practice like no one. I mean, maybe some people, but I am not like someone that'll just go and get it right, right away. So even skiing, we grew up skiing from the time we were little, like teeny weeny two years old we tried every year to take our daughter and they're like I don't like it it's too hard and we're just like okay let's keep at it and let's make this experience fun and focus on the effort and I think this year our almost six-year-old now rips on skis and she loves it but it it's been like a struggle (laughs) every year and I think one thing that my mom is a sports psychologist and my husband's dad was his tennis coach growing up. So we grew up with that like athletics mindset. And um, I think one thing we're very mindful of as parents is just like focusing on that effort and just keep exposing them to things and focusing on the fact that we're not good right away. Everything like worth getting takes time, effort, work. And so even River's learning to jump rope right now. She got a jump rope yesterday from my mom, her Gigi. She couldn't even jump over once. And so today, this morning before school, she's like, I got it six times. And I think that like little win is giving her the confidence to keep going. So it's just like, you talk about resilience, just keeping at it and focusing on the small things that, you know, the small little progress bits, I think along the way. Do you have any tips for you know, kind of that resiliency and like you're talking about, you know, moving forward or maybe even a story to share with us of a, a time that it almost felt impossible, but you were able to do one small thing that led to another small thing that really helped, you know, get you through the tree line. Yeah. I feel like that with everything, right? Every move. I'm like, I don't know if I can do this again. When I first wrote my first and second, it's like, now I'm working on number three and I'm like, oh, this seems daunting and expensive. And I don't know if I, but just asking the questions and like throwing it out in the universe sparks like so much more, like even you, I saw you on Instagram and I'm like, this is really cool. I love that you have this community. You're building this podcast. I feel like being vulnerable, which I'll say over and over again and throwing yourself out there. So even if you don't know where to start, send an email, put it out into the universe, I think is a really good first start. And when you feel like you want to quit, just you can voice that too. Like, this is too hard. I don't know if I have time, right? It took me two and a half years to get my first book out the door. That's fine. (laughs) It'll probably take me another two to get the third one out. But I think that's like my biggest, just, you just keep moving, keep putting yourself out there and don't be afraid to fail. Cause I've failed multiple times. I'm sure I'll continue to fail, but it's just, how can I quickly learn from it and be better next time or fail again, but it's just like, that's okay. <laughs> we that's human. Yeah. That's how we grow. I mean, honestly, that's how we grow. I think yeah. I honestly have learned more from failures and setbacks than I have victories in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, you, you always have a tendency to contemplate more and think more 
when there's a point of improvement rather than, oh, I you know, wanted it. everything. Then you're just like, oh, I got this, you know, where when you miss that free throw at, at the game, you're like, okay, what, where did I go wrong? Where could I fix this? And, and that's where you learn to tweak and, it. and refine. So that's, I couldn't agree more with that statement because I had had five knee surgeries by the time I was 23. So I think resilience was on my plate. Oh my gosh. I had four by the time I was 21. So this is why, so when you talk, this is why, yeah, (laughs) no, but I think that like I played lacrosse in college and I, right after I signed with Vanderbilt, it's like, I tore my one ACL my world was over and it's like and you just come back stronger and you get set back again and were yours ACLs or no mine were dislocation so I had lateral releases and medial reefings I I, thankfully my ACLs and MCLs like they're good ones I sprained them more than twice but they held on there was still a thread to rehab yeah okay yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh man but I had a lot of friends that you know, in physical therapy that had, you know, ACL injuries. And I'll tell you what, when you're going through such a hard experience like that, where you're really trying to rediscover yourself, you'll sometimes find your biggest hype team in people in similar boats. You know, uh, when I I was in physical therapy, I remember the first time I was on the uh, bicycle and I pedaled all the way around the bike, like, but yeah. I got the pedal all the way around. You know what I'm talking about? Everyone's like, yeah, was, yes. like yeah. you have not seen a more hype facility than that. I mean, you would have thought yeah. I won the lottery, but you know, you will just, and I, I feel like when you, when you, when you're vulnerable and you, and you put yourself out there, you can honestly find your hype team. And sometimes it comes from the most unexpected places and better than a place that you could have thought. That's, I a hundred percent agree. I feel like that with the Instagram community, this bookstagram community, yeah. like the most uncompetitive, like uplifting, supportive, like just incredible people and military. I can't tell you enough, like the military spouse and community together as a whole. I'm like, oh gosh, I you're know. in it together yes. to win you, it. <laughs> absolutely. And you know, I, I've got to say, I've, you know, reached out to so many people and literally the, the literacy and resiliency series here. I mean, it literally came because you and I know, uh, our earlier session was with Athens who you also know, but we were looking and we were like, you know, I think we have an idea for a series and let's reach out to, you know, some military spouses and, and see if we can put it together. And I mean, it has been overwhelming the, the people who have awesome. brought and shared their skills and their talent and, and their gifts with us. And it has just been nothing short of awesome. That's, well, well, you're awesome. So thank you for doing it. Cause it's, I mean, even in the short time I've known you and seen you, I'm like, this is so cool to see and talk about a small world, right? You just said it Athens, we were stationed together <laughs> twice and I didn't even know she wrote a book. And so now I'm going to reconnect with her and say, what did you learn? Like, what's the next one about? Help me. <laughs> How can I help you? <laughs> I absolutely love nothing more than, um, and that's what the Mimosa community is all about. It's that, it's that community and growing better and stronger And I know we have, um, we only have a couple minutes left, but before we close, I would like to put it out there, whether you have any, uh, last minute stories, advice, or tips that you would, you would like to share with the mimosas. 
I think my main piece of advice, other than being vulnerable and just putting yourself out is just to keep at it, whatever it is you're working on, even if you feel defeated or exhausted or don't feel like you have the time or energy, just one small movement can just spark a lot of creativity and passion and encouragement. I believe that people are inherently good and people want to help. It's grand for them as well. So put yourself out there, keep at it. That would be my number one piece of advice. (laughs) And Allie, thank you so much for spending the morning with me. I'm going to go ahead and circle back to our quote of the day by MLK Jr. If you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. And like Allie said, you know, Mimosa community, we want you to just keep your head up, keep at it, keep moving forward. Like she said, when you're exhausted, you don't know where to start one foot in front of the other. You're not alone. Reach out to a fellow mimosa and let us know. We would love to hear from you. Feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at good morning mimosas on our website at thebravebear.com slash GMM or shoot us an email at goodmorningmimosas.podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. So please feel free to leave us a review on whatever platform you're currently listening to us. And you can share us with anyone who could use a spark of joy on Wednesday mornings. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy. Cheers, mimosas.